All right. So you may be wondering, why the hell are there two episodes popping up in my feed today? And that's because the two of us had two very different concert experiences. Very different. Over this this um, September 11th weekend here in 2020, if you're listening in the future. And we, from the beginning of this show, we've always wanted to do show reviews and like bring mm-hmm. you guys stuff that we went to. Uh, but this one is such a doozy, A, because live music's back for the first time in like 18 months. But also we got a lot of shit to say that, yep, rather than interrupt the long ass episode we're getting ready to record, we just decided to plop it as a bonus episode. So here you go. Uh, this is our experience. But um, f- I think we each have other shows planned. Like we have at least one mm-hmm. show a month through the end of the year. So yeah, we'll work those into the normal episodes unless something insane happens. We shouldn't have as much to say as we do today. This <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, the good news is, not only are you getting a bonus episode, you're about to get a long-ass Metallica episode. Yes. I haven't recorded it yet, so, but I broke a record with how many pages I wrote on that. It's going to be a long night, guys. It's, it is. Luckily, we have cupcakes to keep us awake. And you may notice that I sound a little funny. I have lost my voice completely from my concert experience this week. So let's hope my voice stays with me all night. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Who wants to go first? I think you should go first. We can end on a positive note. (laughs) You're probably correct. Okay. Well, let me start off by saying me and Leah had a plan. And the plan ruined and the stress did ruin, but that's okay. Like, like I said, I am a very, like when it comes to music and this is the vibe we've always tried to put on our show. You like what you like and that's what you got to do. Sometimes plans work. Sometimes you got to go follow your heart and you got to understand. So no, no worries at all. But like, so me and Leah had a plan. We were trying to get sponsored (laughs) slash trying to get media passes to what we can call by all intents and purposes Firefest 2 <laughs> though we did not know it at the time and that festival is Blue Ridge Rock Fest out here in near our neck of the woods I'm really glad you, that didn't work out yes <laughs> I'm glad they turned us away they didn't even acknowledge our existence let's yeah, just say that that's fine but in all seriousness this event and I I understand from reading the comments how divisive everything I'm about to say is. So if you went to Blue Ridge Rock Fest and you had an amazing time. Good for you. I'm happy for you. You look happy and healthy. It, good, good for you. Anyway. Um, <laughs> great. Great for you. Um, but for some of us, we did not have a good time. And a few more of us decided not to return because of the experiences we've had. And I'm sure a lot more is going to come to light about this event. But let me just start off with my experience. So I get out of work, took a half day on Thursday. And I immediately went from dressing like work to dressing like a goth girlfriend, as Josh said. And I had my whole outfit planned out. Because I really got to get into detail with As this. you should for a rock festival. Yes. So, you know, had my sweet mesh shirt with this really cool bralette under it had this skirt fishnets and vans and i bought insoles 
to go in the van. Aren't they great? They are fantastic. Life changing. This is not sponsored. Go buy the Dr. Scholl. If you wear vans and you are over the age of 25, buy the Dr. Scholl's flat sneaker. Uh, I don't know exactly what the model. You'll know what they are when you see them at Target. They're like $7. Life changing. I wrote a song called Your Favorite Geriatric Emo. <laughs> and it goes, I'm your favorite geriatric emo just moshing over to my camo but i can't mosh too hard because i'll get lumbago i'm your geriatric geriatric emo that's amazing that's my song anyway sponsored by dr Scholes. yeah it's sponsored by dr Scholes. so i bought those <coughs> knowing that one, I wanted to wear those shoes, but I had planned on sitting. And the reason I have to sit is I have a back condition that requires me, like if I'm going to walk long distances, I have to plan smart and wear different shoes for that. I have to make sure I'm taking breaks and sitting down. I'm not at the point where with some people who are looking for ADA compliance, definitely not at that point. I'm going to talk about them in a little bit, but for me and my personal back condition, I have to be super careful, but I'd plan on, you know, I'll probably have to walk a mile to the venue. Totally fine. I can do that in these shoes and then I'll sit for a bit and get up once in a while and things like that. So here's what actually happened. We pull in. It takes about an hour to get in, which is fine, but the way they planned the traffic was not good at all. So literally we're going down 29, which is a highway here and they condense all the traffic into an exit and then everyone has to make a u-turn that u-turn is defined by one left lane light so we have to make a left lane turn get back on the highway to get to our parking spot how does it even work in that section of 29 i don't know that, but that's what we had to do. That's what the traffic was being directed at. Okay. And I could, I, the posts about that didn't make sense to me, but now they do. Yeah. Kind of. And we got lucky by doing an hour. My friends had a two and a half hour drive. Some people were waiting three or four hours in traffic. I saw people, I saw a post on Facebook. So take it for what it's worth that people waited up to six hours. Yeah. And ran out of gas because they were in line so long. Yeah. A lot of people were just getting out of their cars and leaving. Like, like, the other person was going to park the car, but they're like, my band's going to play. And they just tons of people just getting out. I literally, as I was getting close to the venue, there's one parking lot and I was watching these people walk and I'm like, where the hell are they walking to? And I'm like, we must be close. No, it was another five fucking miles up the road just to get to the church is at the corner, which you take the church as a corner and walk down the venue. Yeah. I'll get to that in a second. Five fucking miles. And I'm like, why are they doing that? And so we finally get to the parking lot and we had bought all day parking. I'm sorry, four day parking mm -hmm. with, um, you know, we printed our ticket and we get there and there's only three volunteers in this huge ass parking lot. Let us let us clarify for those who didn't who didn't know about the festival. They sold 30,000 tickets. Yeah. And. I was listening to the volunteers and they said, do we need to take their parking passes? And they said, no, we don't care. They didn't even have scanners to scan in the parking passes. So essentially it was just a cash grab. Cool. 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 So we park, um, the person who parked the cars 
did not park in straight lines because as we were leaving that night, we were driving down a row and then literally a truck was in front of us. So that was fun to figure out at night. But anyway, so then we're walking to the venue. And what you have to do is you have to cross 29 because we're parked in a cornfield. Of course. You have to cross 29 to get to by this church area. And, um, but as on our way there, I look and this line for buses is insanely long insanely long and they're just school buses they're just school buses <laughs> some pennsylvania county school buses that's exactly what they were and so we're like all right whatever we'll just walk like i was fully expecting on walking a mile anyway like mile two tops yeah i walked like close to three to four miles just to get to the venue to the parking lot that's ridiculous no one should have to walk and it was a tougher terrain in that like it had a little bit more ups and downs. And what's hard is like with my particular back condition, it's like sometimes the pavement can hurt a little bit more. So you kind of switch over to grass and the grass is completely like uneven because it's Virginia. Yeah. We don't have flat ground here. Yeah. And so like it, I was just in pain, like trying to get to this venue. So it not only took an hour to get parked. Yeah. It took an hour just to get in. So just to walk what like three o'clock by this point yeah it, i missed spirit box who i was so excited to see we left early just to go see yeah him. we didn't even get to see him so by the time that we finally get to the venue um it we walk through these little like scanner things and that's it <laughs> good security huh like I'm like no one checked her wristbands like no one checked anything and like I'm sure the scanners were working whatever but like some people said they walked in with knives and got in fine someone walked in with a case of beer and got in fine yeah yeah and so we get to the event all the tents I'm sorry all the um stages are pretty far from each other which is to be expected. It's a, festival. it's a festival. But I'm telling you, the mass amount of crowds in line for food, in line for merchandise. They only had one merchandise tent. And that was it. Oh, my gosh. That people in one side was selling Blue Ridge merch. The other side was selling band merch. But it was just, like, insane. Like, people were waiting, like, hours to get food or hours to get merchandise. Luckily, the bathrooms were fine they were porta potties apparently a toddler got left in a porta potty though yeah that that's the post that to me sums up this whole festival is i saw was it true a baby was found in a porta potty and someone said no it was a toddler and i was was like toddler that was a true statement yeah and then i don't know if this is true but people were also using the restrooms like not in the restroom area i believe that the wild my brother told me that they had an issue with people peeing in other people's tents yeah oh that's another thing a lot of these tents like the septic tank wasn't set up correctly so these septic tanks were bursting yeah spewing human waste over these tents like some lady happened to her twice that's disgusting yeah so as far as for the shows themselves like they were fine like they were great like i saw i saw this bam that i've never heard of but it almost is like the Viking version of the strutters. They're called Sabaton. Okay, okay. The European 
the European. Yeah. I've never seen them and I've never really heard of them. But Josh kind of knew them. And we just kind of like, I was so tired from that walk. I said, I'm sitting down. Like I had a blanket. I was like, I have to sit. And so they're playing and it's just the goofiest like I, I don't want to say that because I don't want to diminish if you like Sabaton that's funny because it's like the one artist I really liked when I was going really <laughs> that's so funny but literally they had a song that's like let's sing about pagans and they're like Swedish pagans like yes. was, I, I don't know why that tickled me but like you seen these rockers mosh out to like yeah swedish pagans like it's like operatic metal it's very operatic uh metal i mean if it's your thing that's awesome like i like some of that stuff it was just fun it was a fun show to start off with like i don't mean to diminish by calling it goofy just for me like you know my humor yeah, there's yeah, just yeah. certain things that just tickle me and i can't explain <laughs> to you why but they tickle me and i think that's great i don't think it I don't think of it in a diminishing way. I don't think of it in, it's just, it's just funny to me. Um, but then I went to go see POD, which is a very old band I used to listen to back in the day. And I am proud to say they still slapped 20 years later. That's good. Like they were supposed to play all of Satellite and we're like, yeah, we're supposed to play this all for you, but we're just going to play a couple songs of it and some major hits, which I was fine with because they played Southtown, which is one of my favorite songs from them. Um, and I have a lot of fond memories of like that album art specifically. So it was great to see them because I used to listen to them with my brother way back in the day. Um, if for those who have never listened to POD, imagine playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. Uh, that's pretty much it. You've probably have listened to POD. <laughs> um, they also like the guitarist was having a birthday and he like they brought a cake out for him and he like threw the whole cake into the audience Ew. <laughs> and there's just cake flying everywhere. Um, but at that point, um, before the show, <laughs> I for- forgot I left this out. So like, you know, I'm hurting both my feet and the fishnet stockings were not working out after that walk. So I took them off at the venue and I was like, I need to find some cause it's all just hurting. Cause it was like, the fishnets were getting into like the friction, the from- friction of it. And so like my legs are just hurting. And so I found this little hippie shop. This was a godsend or a goddess send, depending on what you subscribe to this, this shop, they're called worm trading, worm town trading. I think it's what they call. These are the comfiest pants. She has them on right now. I have ever worn in my life <laughs> and they were $30 and I'm pretty sure they're upcycled um but like they just tie-dye each piece and when I tell you like because I quickly got changed in the field you know just put the pants on took the skirt off the release of like pain that I have been experiencing those are some uh healing pants they, they were healing pants I got the high without the edible and it, was, <laughs> it was an amazing feeling um so anyway so then I pretty much like kind of slept in the field a little bit before like closed my eyes used the skirt skirt had a you know blanket that I laid on and you know went to go see POD and then we went to go see Day to Remember. That was a really good show. I was great to see them. And then we made our trek. Um, one other thing I left out. I know I'm kind of rambling here, but 
the security was also another big issue. So like I said, the shows were great. But looking around, I only saw like two or three cops. And it was already understaffed. And I did not feel like super safe considering like how the check-in situation went. Because I, I, I have been to a lot of festivals. The most recent one that comes to mind is Lock-In. And let me tell you, it's ironic that's called Lock-In because they have their security on lock. Like those guys do not let anything get by them. Which is great because it's just a stoner festival. But so it's also like you need to be that way with festivals. You oh, have yeah. 40,000 people. You don't know what the fuck people are thinking. These people are from literally all over the country. Yeah, all over the country. And it's also a mixture of different rock scenes. I have said this from day one. I've always, that's always been my primary concern uh, well, I think Blue Ridge and Rock Place and people get along. You have different scenes. Yeah. And those scenes sometimes don't like each other. Unfortunately, the rock community is like that. But um, the security was a big concern for me, especially because people were saying, yeah, I got in with a knife and fine. And another guy like showed a video of him not wearing anything. I mean, he was yeah, wearing yeah, clothes. He, he but didn't he, have a wristband. He didn't have a wristband anything. and got in just fine. And that's very concerning to me. Because like a lot of festivals, like some people were saying, oh, that happens at all festivals. Like I understand one or two people might get by, but a lot of these festivals are really good keeping things on lock. Yeah. And like they have a clear bag policy and yeah, like there are rules that need to be followed. So anyway, so after the a day to remember ended, Josh and I just start walking and I'm like, Josh, I can't do that walk. We have to take the shuttles. Well, come find out. It was a two hour wait for shuttles the when we arrived there so was, even though we walked we saved time That's and i was so like sad. it's so sad and literally i'm looking and there's this giant line for buses and i'm just like oh. and i'm not saying this was right i'm not saying i advocate what i did <laughs> but it just kind of had to happen because i realized the rules were set when I arrived at Blue Ridge, no rules. I mean, they <laughs> it is every man for himself. And that was clearly communicated by their lack of security. Yeah. And how they have it set up. So literally, like, I just see a crowd of people just waiting there. And I just kind of, and I kind of just wait right next to them. And then a bus came in front of me, hopped right on. And I asked the lady, was like, which law are you going to? And she goes, I don't know the name of it, but I make a left and a right. And I'm like, that sounds like my law. And I just... Josh and I just get on the bus first people on the bus and we were like watching and luckily it was our lot <laughs> like Jeez. luckily but literally all these people had to walk back in the dark no lights in a fucking cornfield in a fucking cornfield and someone the first night like lightly got hit by a car like on 29 but still like <laughs> on the highway on the highway I thought it was in the field what the no hell? I think it was on 29 but you know just like and then they had to stop it halfway through so all these people were walking in the dark now here's the last part that's really sad to me and this is the part that infuriates me the most despite my experience this is the sad saddest thing i think i've ever heard they had no ada parking yeah or like any kind of ramps on concert or, site yeah, or anything nothing absolutely nothing to help people who um are handicapped like and have disabilities like they had nothing 
I've, I saw stories where a girl got thrown out of her wheelchair. And, and they broke the wheelchair. Broke her wheelchair. And then the, the ADA shuttle just like stopped running. They also didn't have like the first night any shuttle buses. Like the school buses don't have wheelchair lifts. No, not unless they're a handicap bus. Yeah. They didn't have any of those. And so like the first night was enough for me to say, yeah, I'm done. Like and my friends texted us because we were in a group chat with our friends um and the two guys james and john were going and they're like did you enjoy that and josh and i were just like no we did not enjoy that and we just didn't go back and i know like some things like some kinks got worked out but like here's what pisses me off no one you had two years yeah because it got canceled last year you had two years to figure this out and the worst part of that, like I can forgive some traffic. I don't like walking three to four miles because I didn't have, I wasn't planning on walking three or four miles to get to the venue or else I would have worn something differently. But you didn't have anything for people who need ADA compliant. Like it's been yeah. there for a reason. You didn't have those things. And that's what pisses me off. And to go a little bit more on his soapbox here, the local media and how they have portrayed this has been almost disgusting to the point of Pennsylvania County put out an article of like everything was fine. It was a great event because they made $100,000 off of it. It's literally what it says in the article. Yeah. We've already and they're like, this event went flawlessly. And I'm like, bullshit. Who wrote that and who paid you off? Are, have they even seen pictures of the event? Because like, I saw pictures of the campsite where like, I guess there was no trash pickup the entire week. No, there wasn't. So it's literal mountains of garbage. Yes, that are just I was in there. I saw it day one. There yeah. was mountains of trash everywhere. I'm sure it's only worse now. Yeah. And like Pennsylvania County is like, no, this event was flawless. Like the type of words they used personally coming from marketing was like written like a marketing piece oh, where it did yeah. not come from a local government. It came from someone in marketing. Who oh, wrote yeah. That. Some PR intern close like that. to the festival. Yeah. And then our local news did okay highlighting because another thing is they oversold camping. So people who literally traveled like from Texas, all over, they didn't have a camping spot. They had to camp in the day parking without any bathrooms. The nearest bathroom was three miles. And there's no campgrounds nearby. It's not like they can just go get another spot. Right. Some of them camped out in Food Lion. Yeah. Food Lion and Walmart parking lots. And so the news kind of portrayed that. It was a traffic headache, but they're very light with it. Mm -hmm. Like, I understand some people had a great time. I understand some people, they can just roll with those punches. But for me, like, I love the artists a lot. And it makes me sad that I, they were going to be affected by how the fans were reacting. Yeah. You know, Ronnie Radke almost got into a fight with someone. Like... <laughs> To be fair, that was a fan wearing a shirt yeah, that said "fuck, fuck Ronnie you, Racky, Ronnie Racky. But, but you know, you don't. If someone wears a shirt that says "fuck you, Bethany," I'd be like, "nah." <laughs> I'd be like, "Yeah, probably." Uh, probably it's another it's another Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like it just it, it it made me mad as a fan that I had to jump through all those hoops to yeah, not yeah. even get to see my favorite bands. It made me mad from an event planning standpoint and have had some uh, work in that field to know that some people arrived at 10 a.m. and did not get there until 3 p.m. And I think the icing on the cake 
for me was that when the event was happening, Blue Ridge put out like no apologies. All they did, they had a, they put out a post and then deleted it and said like, considering we haven't had festivals for a year, it could go worse. Like they completely ignored like the hurting community of like people who need ADA compliance. Like completely, yeah. like it was so belittling to that community. And then today they just put out a post that said, if you didn't have a good experience, I'm sorry. And we're going to be addressing rumors. Like, I don't give a shit what be you have to say. Rumors. You should have had this message out the first day. Yeah. But instead they completely ignored it. They washed under a rug. They put out a parking thing all of a sudden. They said, oh, here's all the lots. I don't know why you guys couldn't figure it. Like, basically, that was the tone of it. And now they're like, if you don't have a good experience, we're so sorry. Here's the support information because they know they're ass. I have I have a feeling a big article is coming out. And that's why they're they're cya But like, I mean, Loudwire already lit them up during the festival. Yeah. So I can't imagine what's going to come to light. But that that was my experience where we like. 25 minutes Jeez. in yeah i had a this lot to say this is why it's a bonus episode like i am mad at those reasons and i'm okay like even though i'm sad i missed like under oath and the who and a lot of other bands i wanted to see i'm really upset with how they put like little to no thought is how it felt like yeah into these things to address these concerns to people who actually needed it and when it was time to step up, they blamed other people. Like they blamed their lack of buses on the busing company. They didn't take ownership. Yeah. They blamed the ticketing system on ETIX. They didn't take ownership. They blamed the camping and not having all the RV camping. They blamed it on the vendor and not them. It's yeah. just like fucking own up to what you did. Just own up and learn. You He grew too fast. He went from being like a five or 10,000 person festival to 30,000. Yeah. He grew way, way, way too fast. Way. And he should have scaled slower and smarter. Yep. Anyway, I'm done. So, <laughs> so while all that was happening, I had a... The, so the reason that... I guess I should say... The reason that I didn't go to Blue Ridge is after I'd already bought my ticket, we were making plans to like try to get this media pass. My boys, the Struts, announced a tour. I remember that, that text of you like... If the boys announced the week, I'm sorry. And I was just like, they're going to do it. I had a feeling. I know. I, I had I had some intel that they were playing in Philly that week. And I was like, okay, that's close enough if that's what we got. And then things worked out to where I ended up... Originally, I had booked five shows this week, but the Richmond date got moved. So it ended up being four shows. Richmond's later. So you get to hear me gush about the stress again later. Um so I ended up going to see the Struts in Asbury Park, New Jersey on Thursday, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania on Friday, Port Chester, New York on Saturday, and then Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania on Sunday. And I said, I'm sorry, Bethann, please don't be mad at me. I'm selling my ticket. <laughs> it was all right. I was okay with it. I made like the right I said, decision. Well, like I said, you have a passion come up. You got to just run yeah. with it. I, so all, in all fairness i did buy my ticket to blue ridge before the lineup was even announced yeah and there was a lot of bands that were just not your scene no they're not like my wildflower scene. was like one yeah they no i'm sorry bad flower bad flower was like the one i was most hyped to see and they were like a c level on that bill so yeah it's fine i didn't i, I was not mad about it yeah. I, ho I hope the girl who bought my ticket had a good time the i don't right. know 
I'm scared to message her. <laughs> oh, but um, so yeah, I went on and, and lived my groupie fantasy for the week, um, which was absolutely incredible. Like I cannot describe to you how much fun this week was. Um, I, I'll give a quick blow by blow of all the shows because they each had their own like special, special things that happened. Um, the most special being the first night in Asbury Park. So as we're leaving to drive out from my friend's house that I was staying at, we get an email, which we knew it was raining, but we were told rain or shine event. Mm -hmm. And so we get an email that says due to inclement weather. And I'm like, oh, fuck, like this show's going to be canceled. I just drove six hours to come up here. Right. And it says due to inclement weather, the show's been moved inside. There will now be two show times, six and ten. Um, there will be no opener, which first off, that was the thing I was most excited about on first read of that email because their opener for this leg of the tour was Nick Perry and the Underground Thieves, which up before the Thieves? Thieves. Oh, Thieves. Underground Thieves, which I've already seen before this tour three times open for the struts. I've now seen them a total of six because they ended up not, not playing. They are yeah. fine. They are a very interesting pick to open for the struts. They're much better opening for like a Blackberry Smoke or a Rival mm -hmm. Suns. Like they have more of a Southern rock influence. Yeah. Uh, Nick Perry is not a showman in the way that Luke is. And it's just a very stark contrast. Um, but I'm not talking about Nick. He's he's fine. Some people love him. I don't love him. But mm -hmm. I was very happy not to have to listen to him because I knew it was going to be. You've already listened to it multiple times. And it was going to be four nights in a row. And I was like, cool, we'll skip one. Um, so we, I immediately start texting my friends who are already in line and I was like, wait, if there's two shows, can we go to both? And they're like, already ahead of you at the box office now asking. And so we find out that if we buy a second ticket because it was not sold out, let me clarify for anyone's like going to come and bitch at me because this happened for seeing both shows. It was not sold out. We were told mm -hmm. that the outdoor venue had a 1400 person capacity when they are inside. It's 825. So it's 1600 people. So even if they had sold out the outdoor show, do the math. There's still 200 extra people that can fit between these two shows. So I bought an extra ticket. Best 30 bucks I've ever spent. First show, fantastic. We find out they're doing two different sets because back-to-back -back shows. I don't think they really planned on people showing up to both, but we're all crazy. <laughs> um, and so because we're in New Jersey, they throw in a Bruce Springsteen cover Got to. of Hungry Heart. And it was so good. Um, and seeing them in a venue that tiny, it's, it's getting rarer and rarer. They're playing like 1500 person venues right now, 2000, 2400. Mm -hmm. This is an 800 person venue. And it's not just that it's a small venue. It's the fucking stone pony. Right. Like legend. I never thought I'd see a show in the stone pony because it's supposed to be outside, much less two in one night right. with the struts. Um, also quarantine was very good to these guys. Um, they look good first off, but they have evolved in a way like good. their showmanship is just, I mean, I thought it was obviously fantastic before the pandemic, but Luke has more energy than I've ever seen a person have. Oh, that's awesome. Adam's guitar playing. You can tell he just all he did in quarantine. He is so technically advanced from where he was two years ago like his guitar solos are mind-blowing that's so awesome and he just improvises them every night i love that they use that time to actually get refreshed oh yeah 
And I know Luke was dealing with some personal issues that he actually took him seriously and dealt with it. Yeah, he he seems like he's 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 in a better spot than he was like a year ago. That's fantastic. Um, I'm happy for him. And then they just seem so happy to be there and playing on this t- small stone pony stage. So we leave after the first show. We get back in line, fair and square. They make us leave and come back. Yeah. Um. So we end up. Oh, I got a set list from the the first one. Shout out to Noah, the oh, sound guy. Awesome. Um. And I was like, this is it. I cannot get another set list the whole time, and I'm content because I got the Stone Pony set list. Right. Right. With the Hungry Heart cover on it, and so we get back and come for the second show, and like, that first show was good. That second show is the best fucking show I've ever seen in my entire life. And I let them know that because I talked to them several times this week, obviously. Um, I don't even know like what made it so special other than that. Like the band was warmed up. They had had a couple beers in them mm-hmm. by the second show. Um, the second set was a little different than what they'd been playing for the last week on tour. So it was kind of like a change of pace and the energy despite I mean, I've never in my life been to a show that starts at 10 p.m. I'm asleep at 10 p.m. Yeah, same. But everyone in that venue was just like jazzed and it was like electric and they, I guess, had time to fill. So they just literally threw in an impromptu Rebel Rebel cover, which I have been wanting to hear them play live for three years. So the fact that they played that live, I was like, I was filming it because I obviously had to film it, but I was like vibrating. I was like, I need, I'm so happy that this is happening. And if it couldn't, like, I didn't think it could get any cooler. Because, yeah. I mean, I could see the set list. I took a picture of the set list, like both set lists before the first show started. So I thought I knew what was happening. And they changed the set list right before the second one. Mm-hmm. And we just saw that it said living on a prayer. And we were like, oh, that's cool. Because I don't know if I really wanted to hear Dancing in the Dark, which was the original Jersey cover slated yeah. for the second show. They've done it live a bunch. Like, it's fine. So yeah. when they changed Living on a Prayer, we're like, oh, cool. They're just changing it up because Bon Jovi's also from Jersey. Mm-hmm. No, they bring the fucking keyboardist from Bon Jovi out during the encore. I love that they did that. Like, was he just there to see him? And he's like, hey, you want to come jam with us in the second sh- set? I don't know where they found him, but Luke did say at the end, he was like, that was improvised between set one and set two. So I don't know if he just showed up or like someone from the venue called him because uh, that's so awesome one of the security guys was telling us that bruce just shows up randomly when he feels like it like dude imagine if bruce just showed up we were all really hoping for it not gonna lie just imagine y'all know i'm not what the biggest. that would be like to see luke and bruce luke and bruce <laughs> coming to a las vegas residency near you you guys know i'm not the biggest bruce stan like musically but uh if he had been there i'd have been all for it yeah but yeah david bryan came out and played keys while luke sang and i actually like got weirdly emotional and i'm not like the biggest bon jovi stan either but the fact that it was just such like a moment that'll never happen again playing inside the stone pony for a second set in one night that i was like front and center for in this yeah in in the stone pony it was just like it was surreal Mm -hmm. and very very cool um and then i ended up with the second set list (laughs) So, shout out to the new tech guy, Beef. For beef. <laughs> beef. Beef. Beef now has a fan club um, for handing me that set list. I, I already like him. Beef. Beef. Um, so, second night was in Pennsylvania, and I promise I won't give you guys a blow by blow by the other ones. Um, I went from the best concert experience in my life to the worst concert experience in my life by no fault of the band. The band had an amazing show. 
I wish I had been able to pay attention to it because, um, so I guess there's this couple and I've like since learned since this show, someone, I'm not going to name names, went on a a deep dive. No, actually someone who lives in Philly, who is in the Stratus, knows them because they have this reputation of being complete assholes at shows. So we were there, we had VIP for that night. And, um, when Nick took the stage, this couple just shoves their way between the first and second row. And like, I knew my, all, pretty much all the VIP people around me. Like we're, we're Facebook friends. Like we're, we're obviously following the same band. Yeah. So they weasel their way in between the first and second row. And the Philly venue is the only venue where we were required to wear masks the whole time, which was mm-hmm. weird. Cause it was outside. Yeah. But you know, they gave us a lecture at the VIP check-in. We were like, yo, whatever we have to do to make this show happen I'll wear a mask for two hours. I'm not going to complain about it. And so this couple shoves their way up right behind where I'm kind of like behind to the left where I'm standing. So like three people down from me and they don't have masks on. And my friends who are behind me say, hey, you can't shove your way up here. Like we've been waiting here all day. And this lady who we're just going to call the bitch, which Mm -hmm. is her fitting term. She goes, it's fucking general admission. It doesn't matter. And so I was like, hell no. So I watched someone get thrown out of the stone pony the night before for literally just saying he was going to shove someone out of the way to get to the stage. He was also very, very drunk. Mm-hmm. But like stone pony security didn't fuck around. Yeah. So I call a security guard over and I said, hey, I know it's really early. This couple is very drunk already. They're causing a disturbance. They're also not wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. We were told we had to wear a mask to be up front. Can you do something about it? So he goes and gets a supervisor. Mm-hmm who is best friends with the fucking couple causing a ruckus. Like he literally comes up and goes, Hey man, how you doing? And we were like, love that. I feel like that is a compliance issue. It's a known issue in the Philly concert community. The guy works for live nation security and everyone who regularly goes to shows there knows that this is a thing. That's kind of like, I feel like that's on terms of termination. Yeah, well, like, so he just got... Like, a, letting these things slide. He just got a bunch of reports from very good. pissed off people who now know his name. So, um, good luck, buddy. Yeah. But, um, so, like, this is happening. They don't want to do anything but the drunk couple through the entire opening set. And then I get a buddy behind me who, uh, we're going to call him Robert. That's not his real name. Nor is it close to his real name. So, Robert asks, hey, can I stand behind you? And I was like... Sure, man. Like oh, whatever. This, this bitch. Okay. And so he goes, "I'll buy you a drink if you hold my spot while I go get drinks." And I was like, Sh- "Sure, maybe I shouldn't take drinks from strangers, yeah. but you know, I'm with friends. Like they're not gonna let me get kidnapped." Um. So he he goes and buys me a drink and buys my friend Lindsay a drink, and then he comes back and he's like, "Is it cool if I stand here?" And I'm like, "Dude, why wouldn't it be cool if you stand here? Like you're standing behind me. It's fine." Yeah. And so then the show starts and he starts like accidentally falling on top of me <sighs> with his whole body putting his hands on the rail saying is i'm not gonna stay here i'm gonna take a quick picture so there's a lot of jumping in a stretch show so i'm purposely jumping on his feet at this point like Good for you purposely jumping on his feet i'm shoving my elbow into his chest um despite him giving me alcohol that drink was not very strong so also i don't know what the fuck he was drinking because i was about half his size and that vodka cranberry didn't phase me and he had <laughs> 
a drink and he See, was wasted. You needed me or Lauren there. Lauren, our friend, is actually from Philly, me being from New York, because there's been many a times where well there were so where, many people around shoving him around and he still just didn't get the fucking clue yeah literally i was with a friend once and i had to like basically like hey get the fuck out we told him multiple times we ended up the way we solved the the robert problem um after like this happened in like the third from last song we brought uh one of my friends behind from behind me who was being bitched at by cutter lady yeah uh and filled in the hole that we had kind of made on the rail for her so that we could protect her from being bitched at over in the corner and also stop drunk robert from laying on top of me it solved the problems until the finale so they come out they leave and then they come back out to do strange days and um the bitch is vaping the whole time which first off like we were expressly told you cannot smoke uh, weed or tobacco or vape anywhere on the premises like mm-hmm. it's they basically treat it like a school campus she blows vape smoke into my friend's face and says I hope you fucking get asthma from this you fucking bitch Jeez. so her daughter shoves her because I would too if someone said that to my mom yeah Um. and security literally comes over their buddy and goes hey there's 15 minutes left you need to calm down and at this point, like, I'm just, I'm overwhelmed. I don't feel safe because this lady is about to just, like, throat punch someone. And she's been screaming. She's been calling us mentally ill for wearing masks all night. Like, she's not mentally sound. Yeah. Um, and she's drunk. And I'm just, like, overwhelmed. I cannot, I don't pay a bit of attention to the, I don't even remember them doing the, the encore. As soon as they, they finished, I, like, peaced out. And I was like, I'm never going to a show in Philly yeah. again. So I, I don't really remember you. a lot of that show. Because I was so stressed about what was happening behind me. Um, but the Port Chester show was incredible. It was live streamed on Twitch. Um, if anyone wants a link, I have a link to an unlisted video if you want to see it. So uh, hit me up. Um, it was so good. It was so, so good. And then the fourth night in Pittsburgh. Let me just say, of all the cities I went to, Asbury Park was special because it's, it was a smaller venue. Pittsburgh, you guys have your shit together. Yeah. You're, Great city. You're clean. You're easy to drive into. Your people are friendly. Your venue, it was at Stage AE, um, which it took me way too long to realize that the AE meant American Eagle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Isn't the Eagle, though, in the in the logo? But it doesn't. When I bought my tickets, it doesn't say that oh, anywhere. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, okay. I thought you showed no, up no, no, there no. and you're like, what the fuck does AE mean with the with the eagle? It took me like two weeks to figure out why it was called Stage AE. I, th- I think when I Googled a picture of the venue and it showed the eagle, I was like, oh. Okay. That's that's forgivable. Um, So Stage AE is the coolest venue because it's one stage that opens from the inside or the outside. So like, why are more venues not built that's, like this? Yeah. And normally I hate outdoor shows. Um, but the people in Pittsburgh are the complete opposite of the people in Philly. Sorry if this mm-hmm. offends anyone. No, that's true. Uh, they give you so much personal space. Mm-hmm. I had elbow room the whole time. I wasn't being breathed except for the very end. This drunk lady who was not bothersome. She was just annoying. Yeah. She put her hands on either side of my spot on the rail, like hugging me basically and started yelling, play strange days. And I just literally, I, I was in a much better spot mentally at that point. I took both all my strength and just pushed her back. And I said, get off of me. And she looks at me and she goes, okay. So for you, good for you. 
the other shows were fantastic um i should say the venue in new york was the capitol theater uh which is like an an older renovated theater loved that venue it was so nice the security guard taylor shout out to him he's the nicest security guard i've ever met in my life uh he gave us all squirrel stickers because i guess it's a thing with the theater that squirrels are their thing oh i love that uh they're like hidden in the plaster work and everything oh i love that it's really cool um really cool so yeah uh, we get i get to see the struts one more time on tour this tour and beth ann's coming with I'm me i'm going to my first struts show we're gonna we're gonna uh pop beth ann's struts cherry <laughs> <laughs> i'm tempted to make a shirt that says honorary strutter you should because that's i feel like that's the title i hold in the struts community yes it's just like i'm not a strutter but i love you guys so much because i love your passion and so I feel like I'm just honorary. I'm kind of You're part there. of the community. I'm there. there. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited to see them. It's like, such a good show. I love I love just good shows in general. Like I don't, and I like the Struts. Are they my favorite artists? No, That's not fine. like Leah. But I always just appreciate good showmanship. Yeah. Unlike Blue Ridge Rock Fest. <laughs> <laughs> Blue Ridge Rock Fest. <laughs> yeah, and they, they genuinely, they have taken their own COVID precautions, which is more than some artists are, and then each venue obviously is doing their own part as well to to do their own regulations. Um, so props to them for that. Our meet and greets were behind plexiglass, which I brought a sign to the first one that said, please don't tap the glass, it scares the band, <laughs> and they thought it was cute. Um but yeah, it was it was such a good week, like just spending time with people who are equally as crazy as you are. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> like, no, I don't. I mean, I'm sure every fandom feels this way about their fandom. But yeah, uh, the Struts fandom is the best. They're a fun one. And this has probably been way too long of a bonus episode, well, which is why we made it a bonus episode. Yeah, there is going to be absolutely no editing yeah, on this. Fine. So what you get is what you get. Yeah, we're at 45 minutes. Good. We're recording three <laughs> episodes tonight. I just want to let that settle in. I'm going to have to tap into my cupcake to get ready for Metallica. Uh, so yeah, um, we promise. Well, I'm not going to say don't promise, but we hope to bring you more show reviews but yes. within the episodes. Um, this was just, it's not every show that we each see what was supposed to be a four-day event right um so that was a lot to talk about and it's not every day that a festival in your hometown turns into Firefest. yep so um go see the struts if they are near you i'm gonna put I, this is the end of the episode so it doesn't really matter to you that you're listening to this but i'm gonna put timestamps of where we talked about different things oh that's smart in the description just so if you're you came to this just to listen to me rave about the struts you or can just come skip. to rant yeah. about because there, there are gonna be people here for both yeah. both instances um so yeah uh we have tickets to see billy idol next week so that'll be Ooh. your next show review coming from us yeah because your girl's really good at winning radio station she tickets. is and i am glad to have her as a friend because sometimes i'm recipient of that extra ticket you know what show i'm looking for next what kansas they're playing Ooh. they're playing in salem in december yeah start working on those so y- you know those tickets are coming down the uh the radio get, station get pipeline. Work, get working on those i also just want to point out this has nothing to do with anything i'm talking about kansas's meet and greet package is called the meat and wheat package the meat and wheat. <laughs> i found this on the ticketing site today when i went to see the date god i love that <laughs> 
So now I was like, I have to go. Why do I love that? For pun? that pun. Once again, it goes back to being just tickled by certain things. <laughs> they just get me. Meat and wheat package. <laughs> uh, okay. Th- this ends think, our bonus episode. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. I hope you just threw this on in the background and didn't like come here for anything super insightful. Yeah. But. This is pretty much it. I'm going to get recording Metallica. Okay, bye. Bye.